0: Welcome into episode 35 of the pay-to-play podcast, your one-stop shop for all things sports, finance, gambling, you name it. We got it all covered for you here. I'm James Adjakowski Alongside me is my co-host, partner, some might even say friend, Frank Guybe, Frank, how are you today?
1: Uh, James, I'm, I'm doing good, you know, uh, getting through the work grind, middle of the week coming up uh, and, uh, you know, just ha- having fun with, with a girlfriend. But I'm wondering how, how the single life is treating you, uh, yourself.
0: Oh, geez. Uh, you know it's eventful. There's there's a lot going on. I'm bouncing around, having some fun. Uh, won't bore you with the details, but I, I know why you're asking that. Uh, November 11th was uh, not only Veterans Day, so thank you, thank you to everyone that has served first and foremost, salute, but also
1: salute the troops.
0: Salute the, the troops. But 11/11 uh, was also Singles Day, and uh, you brought this to my attention. So thank you for that. Uh, Eleven, eleven, just a lot of ones. I, I actually didn't know this was a thing until uh, you told me. Um, so, that's our it, fun fact, guys. It is. This is our fun fact segment. Okay. Yeah. So it, it can be fun for some people. Other other people not as fun. Uh, but so in China, Alibaba sold over thirty-eight billion dollars of products in in that twenty-four hours, equaling Amazon's online sales for their latest quarter. So Alibaba really capitalized on Singles Day, really sold that, and people bought into it. Uh, impressive, and literally impressive to see that kind of uh, revenue come in in one day, essentially. Yeah, so, overall, overall, the event brings in
1: more money than Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. It's basically just people who are single and proud to be single uh, buying themselves gifts, I'm pretty sure, uh, by, just buying themselves things that they want. So pretty good holiday. I think I think. It, I wouldn't be surprised to see th- that grow more in the U.S. over the coming years. Um, but it's real big in China, obviously. Um, but let's let's go back, James, and let's do a little recap of uh, the past two weeks in sports and finance real quick because uh, we, we didn't have an episode last week.
0: Yeah, I think this is something we're going to start doing going forward, just a little preview of our upcoming episode, and we're going to give you guys a little bit of – the headlines that, you know, we missed out on while we didn't record. But, uh, Frank, in the world of college football and the wor- world of college sports, there's been a lot going on with college basketball tipping off. But let's start first things first. The biggest game, Alabama on their home turf goes down to LSU. Uh, and then Penn State suffers their first loss as well to Minnesota. Uh, and so we'll get dive more into those a little bit later. And then uh, on the pay-to-play, um, I guess – I wouldn't call it necessarily scandals, but um, there are definitely some violations, controversy, violation potentials uh, between Chase Young uh, of Ohio State. Obviously, he's sitting out right now. There's still no set length on his suspension. And then James Wiseman, the number one overall recruit at the University of Memphis right now, Uh, he's still playing, but uh, there's definitely some more stories or some more details to come out on that story. And then, Frank, in the world of uh, the stock market, what do you got for us? Yeah, James, uh, optimism has been flowing through Wall Street. Uh,
1: The Dow, S&P 500, and NASDAQ all setting new record highs. Uh, The world's two largest economies, the U.S. and China, are agreeing to remove some tariffs on each other's goods in phases, basically providing maybe a roadmap to end this trade war. Um, And with that, the market's booming And another thing in the news uh, with stocks, uh, the streaming wars is really ramping up. Um, Disney Plus just launched today. Apple TV Plus launched at the beginning of November. HBO Max is coming out next year. They're all going to be competing with Netflix, Hulu, et cetera, you name it. So the stream wars are ramping up. Uh, Stock market's doing well. The NCAA still needs to figure it out.
0: That's a very good, concise way to put it. Uh, So that's what we're going to get into a little bit more in this episode and, and much, much more. Uh, we got streaming wars, trade wars, you name it. Uh, but we do have an interview, first and foremost. We're going to cut to that. Uh, a good friend of mine throughout the high school days and now the uh, starting college, starting quarterback at Boston College, uh, Dennis Grossell is going to join us on here shortly. Uh, a St. Ignatius Wildcat kept, kept up his Jesuit ways and found himself in Chestnut Hill up in Massachusetts. So uh, we're more than pleased to have Dennis come on here. So right now we're going to cut to that interview. He's now, here. he's now an eagle, James. Now an eagle. Okay. Yeah. Not a, not a wildcat
1: right. anymore. Here we go. All right. This is All Dennis, time. guys. Enjoy.
0: And at this time, we'd like to welcome in uh, famed guest Dennis Grosell, into the podcast. Dennis, a former St. Ignatius, record-breaking QB, uh, a star first baseman, uh, and just overall a great student, and now he finds himself... Uh, in the huddle, um, and under helm at Boston College. So, Dennis, welcome to the Pay to Play podcast. We're happy to have you.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I've heard a lot of great things from a lot of guests on the show, and I'm happy that you guys reached out, and I could make some time to be on the podcast.
0: It's our pleasure. Uh, you're actually the second straight sitting Ignatius' starting quarterback to join us, <laughs> Jake Kusha being the last. Ah, uh, <laughs> there you so, go. That's yeah, my quarterback. That, that's your quarterback. Uh, I remember famously he played uh, against – Oh, it was a Paramus Catholic, and he got it squashed was. by Rashad and Gary because you were out, if,
2: that's, if it, it my memory serves me correct. On the road in New Jersey, uh, he play, played his
1: butt off. And yeah. I believe Jeff Damasa De, Jeff picked six that game. <laughs> he did, about 70 I, yards. I don't even – I I went to St. Ed's, guys, and I, I still kept <laughs> up to date with that
0: stuff, but yeah. <laughs> you know uh, that. Through my voice, Frank, through my voice.
1: <laughs> the voice um,
0: but,
2: of the Wildcats,
1: James A. <laughs> <Adikowski. you> <laughs> All right, uh, that's good. Frankly go let's, let's let's get in on these questions, James. What do we got for Dennis? Uh you know, Dennis, it's kind of been a crazy year. Um and pretty crazy college career altogether. Um anything but typical. Can can you take us through a little bit of uh your journey uh from high school into college and now being the starting quarterback uh at Boston College to to finish out this season?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know wanted to. Uh, we'll go back to you know, the old Ignatius Wildcat days, Um, you know, wanted to play football in high school. Things didn't really fall my way with some opportunities, Uh, you know, then was also playing baseball at the time with James and a bunch of other good guys and uh, had a bunch of opportunities to play play baseball at the time and, you know, decided that that was where the path was going to go. And that's what I wanted to, wanted to pursue. Um, So it was, you know, was all ready to go for that. And I was actually walking out of my graduation mass uh, downtown Cleveland and, you know, coach Kyle steps into the aisle and says, Hey, see me after. Didn't really think anything of it. You know, I are just going to go talk to him after, say hi. And he said, there's a, uh, there's an opening at, at BC if you're interested. And this might've been a Sunday night, you know, in the spring, um, we're in the middle of our playoff race for baseball. Um, so I see him after he said, there's a spot. You got to let him know by Friday. And this is on Sunday. Didn't, didn't know much about the school. Didn't know much about the program. Uh, Kind of winged it and said, screw it, let's give it a go. Went, went, called him Friday and said, I'm in. Um, but with that, you know, came the, came, cause it was after I graduated, came the challenge of, you know, actually enrolling into the school. And they said, I think the quote was, if the Pope called and tried to get you in, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. So I had to take a semester <laughs> off, I had to take a semester off in the fall, um, you know, end up hanging around Ignatius, coaching a little bit, enjoying my time off, um, and ended up walking on in the spring of 2017 uh, as the sixth string quarterback in, the, in a pretty full and competitive quarterback room. Um, you know, trying to just you know, fully absorb myself into it. A lot of great guys in the room, uh, but you know, just as the sixth string, you're not really thinking, know, oh, this, this, you know, might not be for me. This is, there's no shot." You try to, you try to real, real, realistically play things out in your head. And I'll tell you what, not any one of those situations ended up in the situation that I'm in now. Um, so, you know, kept working, ended up earning a scholarship last summer or this summer, I guess, um, you know, and, you know, came in as a, as a backup this year and, you know, the starter went down against Louisville
1: and came in and yeah, I've been the starter ever since came in through three touchdown passes, second mm-hmm. half of that game, big time, yeah. Uh big win over rival Syracuse, um, fell, fell tough last week to Florida state, but had, had a great game statistically. Uh, Tough interception in the fourth there, but yeah, yeah, it's been. I mean, it's it's pretty exciting, man. You got to be loving it.
2: Yeah, it's exciting, you know. And it's it's all typed up to be with, you know, interviews four times a week. You know, everyone. It's really cool. It's really cool to be a part of such a great team and to be leading them into battle every every week, and also just you know embracing everything that comes with it. I'm pretty happy with it.
0: That's awesome to go from. What was it, Butler? You're gonna go play baseball at Butler. That that was that was the final
2: decision to play baseball. Yep.
0: And then next thing you know, hey, you know, a couple things happen, and so actually something I'll just throw this in there now. My mom said uh, she wanted to say on behalf of her and my dad, like congrats. I go. What do you want me to tell him congrats for? You know, he, what, I'm a starter getting hurt, and then now, now you're playing, but you've played pretty well since you got in there. And right, so right. Uh, that's a heartfelt congratulations for my family. Uh, well, I'm playing well means, so far.
2: That means a lot. But, no, you, you hit a good point, and everyone's like, oh, how how's it feel? And, you know, it, obviously it's not the situation that you, you know, want it to be with the guy going down who's obviously your, your close buddy and your teammate. But um, So it's, it's, a little, it's a little weird in that sense to say I'm you know, happy with it, but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, Anthony and I are, are good friends, and he's doing well and helping me out, so it's it's a good, good relationship,
1: really. Really, yeah, James. What
0: I was got. gonna say, no, that's just great stuff because you hear, like, at least there are other situations like that. One, one that comes to mind, Cam Newton helping out Kyle Allen in the Carolina Panthers situation. <laughs> uh, I don't know, just for whatever reason, that popped into my head. Um, but that is we're gonna look ahead at the uh BC schedule a little bit, and so you guys are on by this week, uh, but coming up. Shortly thereafter, uh, kind of a rivalry game of sorts with uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish.
2: Yeah, it's definitely you know people circle the calendar. It's had some big history. Obviously, the two uh, Catholic uh, Division One programs. I'm pretty sure there's only two, correct? You uh,
0: that. I, I think something like that in terms of FBS schools. Because okay. if you go okay, so if yeah. you go FCS, you got Villanova, you got a lot of others. I think it is. I, you could be right. So yeah, you, I, go ahead.
2: No, <laughs> so obviously it's a big it's a big deal for people around the country, um, Catholics and non Catholics included. Um, but you know, coming off a of bye week, we get an extra week to prepare, rest up a little bit. Um, uh, it, obviously, the legacy of Notre Dame is pretty impressive. Uh, I've been there once to the, I think it was the Notre Dame Texas game a few years ago, opening weekend at, at night, and it was just an incredible atmosphere. You know, their, their fans are incredibly loyal. Um, a lot, a lot of cool traditions there that go on, and I'm you know, pretty excited to kind of immerse myself in that atmosphere. And there's a lot of Cleveland guys on the team. I know I played with Liam Eikenberg, who's your left tackle. I know Frank, you played with Sean Crawford, right? Yep. Who's, uh, you, yep. Know, who's was you know... Yeah, Crawford's on the pod. Crof, you've had him on the pod?
1: Yeah, we had oh, yeah. Crawford on the pod a month or two ago. Wow, I didn't, I missed that one.
2: Huh. Yeah, yeah we, we, we one didn't out. ask
1: him about this game. Um, we should have. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. Uh, you should have. Yeah, yeah but I no, mean... And but you, with, you, you go for it.
2: Sorry, I was gonna say with a lot of you know Cleveland guys in there, and it's, it's just cool to be
1: be immersed in that in that culture. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, I've been to a few games at Notre Dame. I think uh, I think my dad's actually gonna be at that matchup. Um, wow! So Jay Guybe Senior will be in attendance. He's, he <laughs> gave me, he gave me tickets for the OSU Penn State game. So I mean, I'm not mad at all. But You're I, not, I will... I'm not mad that. Yeah, so I mean, he was gonna be going to that, and instead he's going. He's going to go watch Crofts, uh, I think final home game, and then uh, but you might you might play spoiler, you know
2: going to see hopefully see another
1: Dame loss. there we go. There you <laughs> um, That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Is there anything um, you know best of luck in these next couple games? Hopefully you get a win and then you guys are bull eligible. Um, right, we need one more. need one more out of your last two. Um,
0: I, believe, right. I believe in you, James, you believe in him. I think so, yeah. I don't know about at Notre Dame. That's a tough atmosphere. I, I saw them in, in Durham, actually, this past weekend. They look pretty good, and I, I'm not one to really compliment Notre Dame if I don't have to, uh, but I feel like they're, they're going to be a tough opponent. But I think if, if you know if things don't go according to plan, you guys will take care of Pitt. I, I don't have any <laughs> doubts about that. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm rooting for you, obviously. Um, but I think next up, Frank, what do you want to ask about? Any Any moments in your career, Dennis, that really stick out? Any age group, uh, just whether it's baseball, football, any, any great memories you got yeah. in, in give terms us a plan. Give us your stories, man.
2: Stories. Let's see. Obviously, you know the ones that stick out are the first starts at Ignatius and the first start here at BC. Um, but, you know, maybe some other ones. Uh, I did uh, hit a, in, a three-point buzzer beater in the, the eye of Quinn Lawless in a sixth-grade CYO game. <laughs> uh, so that that one. Is pretty memorable to me. That was my you know, one of my first years playing basketball. Um had no business being on the court or with the ball in my hands in the in the last couple seconds. But knocked um, it down. Dickie Lawless. Knocked, knocked it down in front of Dickie. Uh <laughs> held held him over that for a while. So I might text him after might text him after this and remind him of it just to rub it in. <laughs> Hopefully ruin his night. Um let's see. Obviously there was a there's that junior year baseball run, James, that you were a part of. Um, I know, you know, you and Kusha mentioned it when you had him on the pod, um, you know, just a really good group of guys, cool atmosphere, uh, pretty special that I don't think anyone that was a part of it or witnessed it could have denied,
0: um, the season of dreams. What'd you have two home runs that year?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think so.
0: Led the team Uh, in home runs with two. (laughs) (laughs) They they said it was
2: the power bat for a reason. (laughs) It's (laughs) not not those, uh, weighted bats anymore
1: though. So two uh, two is a big number. What's uh your your favorite play this year, uh, starting at quarterback? What's what's been your favorite play? You got one.
2: Actual actual play like play call or play that yeah like just of.
1: like a play that like did you score like a touchdown something anything that sticks out is like that play was sick. Um, I really like liked first... your dive last week, but yeah, the dive slash tumble.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the uh that safety got a, a mouthful of hips. <laughs> <laughs> Um let's see, the first one is pretty memorable coming off the sideline. Coach having a enough and enough trust in me to call a play-action pass because obviously, you know, a quarterback comes in and you think, oh, there's no way they're throwing right off the bat. So that was pretty cool.
0: Um, let's see, what else? Coach, Steve, a- Coach Steve Adazio, nonetheless, just right. says, Dennis, go ahead in there and let it loose. Just right, a guy.
1: Yeah, what's the first thing you say when you get in that huddle?
0: You go, first hey, guys, now, sl-
1: we're
2: gonna, now we're going to sling it? <laughs> no, no, it's not the, that's not the first thing you say. The first thing you say is all right, you know. <laughs> you seen all the all the old line looking at you like, all right, you guys trust me, right? Here we go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Just confirm that they're going to block for me and and know that uh, my life is in their hands. Um,
1: <laughs> which is which is a scary
2: thought knowing some of the personalities on our O-line, but they're And you guys. are you
1: had to take on Clemson, former uh the we, national yeah, champs. We was... had a
2: Grossell v Lawrence. Showdown in Death Valley for about a minute and a half. <laughs> hey, it's
1: okay. And, then, it's and then, okay. It, then it slipped away a little bit, but that was a tough one. We'll get them next year. I like that. I like that mentality. Well, any other <laughs> moments? Um, otherwise, we're gonna ask you about your, your all-time favorite teammates. Let's see. Any more? now, can't think of any more moments at the time. All right, then then how about your all-time favorite teammates? Any sport? Any age? Top top three? Number
0: one? What what wow. do you got? <sighs> Not a trick a question. Like, not a trick question. Don't worry. Don't overthink it. Not a
2: trick it. one. All right. So we'll go. We'll, we'll, can I give it top five? Yeah. Top, we'll
0: uh, go. Top, yeah, top five five's fine.
2: All right. Five. We'll go. Uh, pick up Ignatius Legend, pre-practice. Zidrunus Ilgauskas. <sighs> All, All right. Really? Play some pick up. <laughs> That man would dish the ball to me every time. It's like he you know, was just standing there on the block and didn't want to shoot when I. He was probably on a you know six foot guard, and didn't want to put it in the hole. So. He made me take all the shots but a heck of a teammate heck of a motivator was happy to have him on my team for one um, sticking with that probably at number four another big name around Cleveland these days Kareem hunt nice uh, okay played, yeah. <laughs> played, played played baseball with him for a year um, also you know invited him to the backyard football play some some mud bowls with him um, have a few career tackles on him that I'm pretty proud of um, also I have, have a quick little story about Kareem hunt uh baseball was a heck of a baseball player too but was never on time couldn't make it on time and he was our center fielder and we were breaking down a game and he wasn't there yet and everyone's freaking out like oh where's kareem where's kareem because he's obviously the best player on the team you know heck of an athlete big presence um and that coach is like all right you know like mikey you're gonna need to play center for until kareem gets here he's like all right like super nervous and as we're breaking it down you see Kareem running in from center field, <laughs> sprinting with his glove and his bat over his, over his shoulder, probably one shoe on, hat and tucked awesome. in. Um, and he hops the fence as we're running out to, to take the field, and that's how he enters the game, <laughs> hops the fence in. That's um, great. Yeah, so <laughs> that's number four. Number three has got to be my, my brother, Little Tom. Uh, played baseball with him for a few years, whether it's, you know, on the diamond could be behind a pong table, whatever it is, you know, got, guy's got chemistry guy's got a, a nice stroke. Um, respect
0: that respect that good answer. See,
2: see the next, the next two were tough. The t- one and two were tough. I'm going to go. Number two is uh, you know, the pay to play pod host, James Zadzikowski.
0: <sighs> oh, come on.
2: best That's a... Best teammate a guy can ask for on and off the field. Whether it's, you know, anything, anything you needed, the guy was there for. Mr. Reliable behind, uh, at the dish. Um, you know, heck of a, heck of a, bun- a bunch or two.
0: I, yeah, you know, I was not afraid to square one down when I needed to. <laughs> but, well, I said it was not a trick question, Dennis. You, you don't need to flatter me like that. I did bring <laughs> Twizzlers on occasion. That was, big, that was my big contribution during that run. <laughs> and the Swedish Fish. Who ended up bringing that Swedish Fish? I, I don't know why it got associated to Mullen, but we did have Swedish <laughs> Fish like, all the time. Like, I think he just really enjoyed them, and then that just kind of caught on. The Cheney uh...
2: loved the Swedish Fish. And I'd say, number one, um, Frank, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the Cleveland Panthers, we were <sighs> teammates for a few games, you, led, by, with, uh... led by Alan Smolin. Yeah. And okay. Smolin was our stat, statistician. Was that Peartus League? That was the Peertus League, yes. That was the Peertus
1: League. Oh God! I was what? a
2: guest appearance a few times in the Peertus League. I think I do remember
1: and, that now. What you're saying, and,
2: uh, and I remember you being there, being a stud, hitting some dingers, running the bases. So I think it, you know it was a tough decision between you and James, but I think you took the cake. On that
1: one. <laughs> James, I'm I mean, wow! I only played with him a couple games, so I, I
0: I really must have been a good teammate. But Dennis, we really appreciate that that love there, man. James, what's what's next for him? I just got to follow up. One, My favorite memory of Dennis as a teammate is when uh, we had a playoff game, first round of um, my senior year, your junior year. What was it, that you went to a prom or something like that after three innings? Or no, was it a baptism? What was it? Phil- confirmation, right? That was that was Little Tom's confirmation. That little, Tom's, to for. little Tom's confirmation. You go to be a sponsor after the third inning. So I come in and I played like three, three innings in a playoff game. And I... Nearly, nearly missed a home run. I like hit a nice, like, solid double like, to like the warning <laughs> track, and so I really appreciated you being his sponsor, <laughs> setting a good Catholic example for him, and letting me have a little, little time in the spotlight in the playoffs. That was good. And it's you, James. So yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, so all right, let's let's follow it up here. Let's dig into some fantasy sports. So we know we hear you a little bit of a fantasy football guy. Uh, I, I happen to be in a league with you. Um, but I, I know you're experiencing a bit of a down season. Uh, do you? I, we know some of our listeners are kind of in the same boat. They they might be able to relate to that. Any tips uh, for them? That anyone down in the dumps or care to, care to comment on your own uh, lack of performance thus far?
2: Yeah, you know, James, I was in a pretty good mood until you brought up the fantasy team. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the team is struggling this year. Can't stay healthy is the number one number one reason that I would like to throw the blame on. Probably crappy drafting on my part. Um, but yeah, you know, it just, there's a good quote from, uh, what is it from the league? I know, you know, I know you've seen, you've seen it, James. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. that it's, uh, I hate fantasy football, but it's the only thing I've ever loved. And I think that's <laughs> extremely, extremely relatable in my situation that I just put my ever loving heart and soul into this thing. And what they were me for is a, whatever, whatever I am, two and two and eight, two and seven, whatever it is. Um, it, it's, it's been a tough year. I mean the competition in the league is great, but you know, I think the only advice to, that I, I could give out is just you know keep keep trucking, keep on trucking.
1: Do, um, do You guys have a sacko punishment?
2: We we typically do. Uh, typically, James, you you won the sacko what two years ago, right? Two won two saco, years ago was a one. Yeah. Oh, saco. you
0: did the SAT, James, didn't you?
2: Yeah, the, the ACT. Yeah, I did the ACT. <laughs> James took the ACT. Uh, this last year we did a, a calendar photo shoot and Kurt Mantis was the, the lucky recipient of that. Um, have him hanging right up by my desk now in, in my mother's wedding dress. So, <laughs> so hopefully that's the, that's the November picture. That's the November picture. Yeah. We'll, we'll flash, you, flash it to you guys later. Yeah. Can we get uh, that
1: on for the, the pod Twitter?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, James, we haven't decided on one this year, and I'm getting pretty nervous. Cause I'm sitting in twelfth place, and with no no you know assurance of what's going to be in my future,
0: I'm I'm at eleventh. So let's not I'm, I'm not doing too hot myself. Let's let's keep that on the DL. Uh, don't need to really bring that up around the around the league. I'm I'm good taking a year off.
2: Right, and I think the worst part about it is just you know the season will end. The sack will be the Sacco. and come come August and September, there's gonna be just as much excitement and. And optimism is there's going to be, you know, as there could be. And coming from the dumps we are in now, it's it's pretty tough to you know, drag yourself up there. But it, like I said, it's the only thing, you know, I've,
1: over, I've ever loved. There's, all, there's, so there's always next year. It's I mean, that, that quote's great for the Browns, too, man. It's the only thing right. I've ever loved, but I hate it so much. That's great. Um, anything else on fantasy, James, or?
0: Want uh, I was just—I was just going to say—we're we're both not mathematically el- eliminated yet, so I think that—that's advice to all our listeners. If you're not mathematically out of it, you're not out of it. Keep that—keep that mindset. Like you, like Dennis said, keep on trucking. Uh, and until the—until uh, the numbers say you are out, you're not. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, but speaking of the numbers, I think we are going to shift gears a little bit, Dennis. I, I'm sure you know we do talk a little bit of finance on this podcast as well. Uh, stock market—is it something you follow? Um, any, any, any comments on, you know, we're seeing some good numbers as of late, all-time highs uh, around a bunch of the indexes, so things are good as of late.
2: Would you believe me if the only finance and stocks I, I hear of is from your guys' podcast? Uh, yes. That's, that's about it. That's, you know, that's not, why, that's why huge, we do it. <laughs> you're educating. Uh, no, not a huge stock guy. Uh, you know, family, my dad's not really a huge stock guy, so I think that's where a lot of it comes from.
1: What are you, uh, what are you studying?
2: I'm studying uh, communications and business management. Okay.
1: Any, any idea so doing that, what you want to do after, no, after this like party's I, over?
2: No. Once the, I mean, the party's still got three more years left. <sighs>
1: there, so, there we go, baby. It's, it's
2: crazy to think that, you know, you guys are, you know, graduates and off and running. And I'm, you know, and you get the party in some for classrooms three for three more years. More years right? When you guys are married in the next two years or so, James, I know the ladies are, can't keep their hands off you down there. Is there, uh, is, there
1: um, is there any open walk-on spots for BC quarterback right now? For BC, court, I mean, I, yeah,
2: I, I think know, there is.
1: Because I would love to keep the party going, too. I mean, I'll,
2: I'll you send know. You know the I got four years of eligibility. You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it
1: in mind. We'll get, we'll get a spot for you. Dennis, yeah, you I'll, know, you played baseball with me in third grade. <laughs> I don't want you to threaten my spot.
2: Maybe I'll wait to <laughs> I'm gone, and then you can come in.
0: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, wait, wait a year or two. <laughs> You know what that three years of eligibility means, Dennis? That means a couple more trips down to uh, the research triangle here in North Carolina. A lot of ACC action, a lot of schools around here. I could be front and center painting my chest for you. That's all I know. I live across the street from uh, Carter-Finley Stadium, NC State Wolfpack.
2: Yeah, we had them at home this year. We'll be down there next year. But, James, I I wanted to say this to you. I want to say we have a crossover game with North Carolina next year. Do we? All right. So up. I don't. I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, definitely within the next three years,
0: I'll be. I'll be playing but, the, the Tar Heels. Well, good because I. am telling. I'm telling you what, Like that was not an empty, not an empty threat, not an empty promise. Like I will paint my <laughs> chest. Barring, I will. I'll throw an asterisk on there. It's got to be above forty-five degrees. I. Uh, I'd cry probably if they were less than that.
2: But <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully it's down there and not in Boston because it, it snow had the first snowfall today in Boston.
1: Oh yeah, it snowed in Columbus. Pretty tough. Um, yeah. Is there anything you're investing in non-finance related, Dennis?
2: Yeah. Uh, I just booked a spring break trip. So I guess that's investing. There we go. Nassau, Bahamas. Ooh, baby. Uh, with, with this senior class. I guess I'm going to be the only sophomore heading down to the Bahamas. That'll be exciting. Um, what else am I investing in? Yeah. So that was that was a big, big chunk out of the, out of the pocket. Um, I'm investing in the Christmas spirit. Just put the Christmas tree up. Yes. there we go. Lights on it. Got my ornaments, my stars. And I think the stockings were hung tonight also. With care, of course. With care.
0: Good. Um,
2: Good. And just to be sure. Right. Just in case anyone's curious. <laughs> um, about, oh, and I guess, you know, I don't know if there's anything around you guys, but Boston is a big, you know, pop-up beer garden spot. And little, little parking lots that, you know, you parked in during the week, clear out for the weekends and have some stands with some craft beer, some local brewers. And that's been a big fall thing, a big hit. You know, take the lady friends out there, uh, the misses after Taco Tuesday, Frank. Yep. And, uh, you know, go ahead with the beer garden.
1: That's awesome. That's
0: the thing. I love Those are great investments, uh, I think, all around. And, I mean, the ladies, they got to be following you like crazy. I remember the, the thing that – uh, I'll throw this in there as a little tidbit. So during your time off, when you were coaching with Ignatius before you entered BC, you were big into the power rankings on the fantasy on the fantasy spectrum. You would write up rankings every single week for our league and basically give a little look into everyone's life, uh, a, look, a little look into your life. And uh, I remember one time you said you, you weren't getting too much action down there, but I'm sure the ladies are following on now. Uh, you, anyone that didn't have the first movers advantage probably has missed their chance with you. <laughs> Well, Your you know, stock's James, rising.
2: Right. The stock's rising, but, uh, you know, I've been bought up, James. So I don't know if I told you that. I'm a, no. I'm a, take, I'm a taken man.
0: Wow. Unbelievable. Uh,
2: I so I don't it's... know if, the, if the, how the viewer's going to respond to that. Good for her. Good for her.
0: What a, lucky, a lucky lady. Y- <laughs> I'm a
2: lucky guy. She's a lucky lady. That's of course.
0: Unfortunately, you don't love her yet, though. You only love fantasy. That's the only <laughs> tough part, <laughs> the only tough part <laughs> for her.
2: The only thing I've ever loved.
1: <laughs> um, already. Right, already, Dennis. Um, <laughs> Next question, one of our last ones here. If you could be any professional athlete, who would it be and why?
2: You know, you've asked, you asked this to, you know, a few other people in the podcast, which has made me think, you know, obviously, like, the most prized positions, you know, the closers in baseball that, you know, make all the money, get all the fame, uh, don't, you know, but don't pitch every day. Um, but I think I took that to another level, and I'm going to say Usain Bolt Ooh. trains all year for hopefully – under nine seconds of, of competition <laughs> under 10 yeah uh, um, imagine that i mean imagine working all year for you know the last sentence i said to work
1: do either of you know that if he's time. gonna do either of you know if he's gonna be in the olympics this summer next summer i guess
2: i don't, I don't know not that i've not that i've heard of beats me
1: beats me yeah, i was just wondering <laughs> i like that I don't,
2: yeah um but yeah I think, I think that's it i thought
1: you were gonna um, say matt ryan <laughs> Matt no
2: Matt uh, no
1: have, Edelman, you met, have you met him has he like been to BC at all I haven't
2: met time? him yet uh, you know I've met some cool guys that have come through I've met Edelman met Brady uh, Brian Hoyer when he was on the Pats had a bunch of conversations with him a Ignatius guy um, but no Matt I haven't haven't met Matt but he, you know, he sent his message through to some people to wish me good luck so it's, it's nice of him sweet yeah <laughs> James there's one, I, I want to toss in one more, um you know, just thinking of on the Brady topic and how, you know, how old he is and how long he's been playing. I think it'd be, what comes to mind is, you know, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. playing together as father and son tearing it up. So I think Ken Griffey Jr. might be another a cool guy to be, you know, the swag dripping off of him. But then being able to play with his dad and show his dad up whenever he could would,
0: would be pretty sweet. That's a great answer. I like that answer a lot. Well, I mean, if you're a tanking man now, you talked about us getting married in two years. I think you're more of a threat in that regard. Uh, And then, you know, maybe a little Dennis Jr. pops out and you find your way into the league for a little bit. There's a chance. Uh, Hey, I'm just saying. Who knows? I don't know about that one, James. Uh, I'm not a betting man. Okay, fine. I am, (laughs) but I throw a little little money on that. Who knows? Sprinkle the money line on that one.
2: Yeah, I think think the way you're hammering the the B.C. – the bc uh, money lines you you might want to hammer that one too
1: okay fine yeah we'll we'll <laughs> be on it we'll be on it no we'll be on it on Notre Dame. don't worry don't think about it don't think about it <laughs> no no I don't <laughs> think about it exactly perfect all right uh, dennis i got one more question for you though i don't have it written down even but what's something that maybe most people don't know about you maybe most of your teammates might not know about you or something you know, you're <sighs> big big fantasy guy big beer garden but you yeah. kind of went through a lot of it i guess I mean, I'm kind
2: of an open book when it comes to that. I'm trying to think maybe something in the past. Jeez. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't tell many people this, but I was, a, uh, I was a, a gymnast
1: when I was young. There we go. I don't
2: but, know. I, no, that's I, vi- like,
1: I heard that's very good for coordination and everything. I think I did no, a little, I would, little gym as a kid, too. I would say it helped me, you know, coordinated
2: some flexibility, um, tumble into the end zone, just like I'm tumbling on the mats. Um, but my, 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 <laughs> my, mom, my mom wanted a girl. <laughs> so put, put me into some gymnastics, and thank God Nicole came out because I couldn't take that any longer.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, well, I think we've all seen the Dak Prescott video of him loosening up the hips. I'm sure you could do as good of a job, if not better. Um,
2: Maybe I'll give it a shot next, next week in, in South Bend.
0: The, uh, the cameras know, will find
2: want... you.
1: The NBC the cameras, cameras will find you.
2: I don't want to scare the Irish too much with that, that coming out of the
1: tunnel. Yeah, right. yeah. Let him, let him see it on the field, you know. <laughs> All right, Dennis, man, right. we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm no, wishing you the you West, so best of luck the rest of this year next week against Notre Dame. Um, James, any any final thing for him?
0: No, no, good luck. Uh, enjoy the bye week or what's left of it at this point, and And uh, go ahead and get a W. Make, a, make it to a bowl game. Get yourself a nice uh, bowl gift.
2: Awesome, I will. Thank you guys so much.
0: We'd like to thank Dennis Grosell again for taking his time to interview with us here on the Play to Play pod. Jeez, oh man, I can't speak. But Frank, let's dive in uh, to a little bit of our normal segments. And actually, this is not that normal of a segment. It'll be kind of a new one, uh, kind of like a fan mailbag um, or listener mailbag, whatever you want to call it. We just asked you know, our listeners for some questions, and we got a great one from uh, one former guest, James Rigo, Jimmy, Jimmy came and asked us, which came first, the pants or shirts? And uh, Frank, I don't know how you feel about this. I, I've, I've got an inclination it's shorts.
1: Um, I I kind of agree. I think it would be the lower lower part would have been covered first. Um, I would imagine it was probably by a male back in the day who had a little package that wanted to uh, maybe hide it from the world. Um, maybe he even would put made shorts or pants or something, and then you know made a fake bulge to look better.
0: You know, oh, what do you wow, think? okay. Uh, that certainly could be it maybe not the same line of thinking i had but i was also thinking yeah just more in terms of privacy it was probably that but who knows it could have been could have I mean, been maybe, a female that wanted to cover the top too it's a very fair it question it could
1: have been a male covering the top i don't know man you know maybe maybe people wanted to hide their nipples i don't know
0: jimmy jimmy really has twisted my head on this one no doubt about it um yeah I, there's a few I'm more a... questions there's a few more questions guys that'll be coming
1: up throughout this uh interview, or this pod, the rest of the pod here, but uh that was the one that was kind of separate from any sports talk that we're going to get into. But, James, are we are we getting into a sport, or do you have to go?
0: No, let's do it. Let's rock. College basketball, baby. It tipped off. Uh, we didn't talk really about it last week. The reason we didn't have an episode last week, one, I had like a two-and-a-half-day hangover from Denver. Uh, it was just not a pretty scene uh, as I tried to recover. Uh, part of it was the Browns loss, I think, just emotional hangover, but also, you know what? That and elevation. We- we had some beers, and next thing you know, the elevation hits you, and you're feeling sick in the airport. Next thing you know, you're in a plane, and bad goes to worse. Um, so that, that that was one factor. And secondly, we were lost in the college basketball sauce as well, so we didn't even have time to record. But um, things are good. You saw the season start off Duke and Kentucky getting wins over um, Kansas and Michigan State. And so we saw some top talent clashing. Uh, it's going to be a, a year of a lot of parity in college basketball. And one of my favorite guys to follow, John Rothstein, was recently on Pardon My Take. He, he said the exact same thing. There's really, like Michigan State came into this year as the number one consensus team. But you really look at their roster and there's no one that screams like, oh, this guy's going to be a vet in the NBA for 10 years. Cassius Winston's their top player. But I don't know if his game necessarily translates as well as some others do. Um, But I think you look down that top 10, you're seeing a lot of good teams. Obviously, Virginia coming off the title last year, uh, they're off to a 2-0 start. I think they held the first opponent they played to 34 points. I think it was like a 47-34 victory over Syracuse. Over Syracuse.
1: 34, like, that's crazy. I mean,
0: it was in
1: our own team, Ohio State, in their first game against Cincinnati, I think they went like eight minutes scoreless, like themselves. It was like 3-0 or something. It was crazy. Um, the Buckeyes did come back to win that game, um, I think, 64-58. to 58, Was that the final? 64-56, maybe? Something like, yeah, 64-56. Yeah, it, it was the, it was the exact, same same score yeah. as last year's game against Cincinnati in the opener, which is interesting. And, uh, guys, with that, um, we won't talk too much college basketball here, but we're going to give you, as we did last uh, year with the pod, the team to know come tournament time. And we'll start off with our alumni, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're ranked number 16 this year, James, um, after week one. And uh, they're led by the veteran uh, Wesson brothers. Uh, do you like the, Do you like this team? we got a big game coming up tomorrow or today. There, People are listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ohio State will take on Villanova. And I think it's the Gavit Games season tip-off or something like that, some sort of event. Uh, but it's I love it. Uh, November college basketball is great because you see these non-conference matchups between – Big teams in Ohio State, Uh, no stranger to that this year. Uh, They'll have a Wildcats, Jay Wright, coming into Columbus. Uh, That'll be a heck of a game. I like the team overall. There's a lot of talent. I actually didn't know what this rotation was going to look like to start the season, and we still probably won't know what it's going to look like uh, until conference play. I think Coach Holtman's going to try switching things around a little bit here and there um, to see who exactly does deserve a spot. Right now you see guys like Kyle Young. Put, who've put in a couple of years to the program. He's starting, uh, getting some good minutes. He's played very well at this point, actually. Uh, but then, obviously, you mentioned the Wesson brothers being um, just a force to be reckoned with. Um, Caleb Wesson, probably a guy that most saw as a top 25 player in the country uh, on, on some wooden award watch lists. Um, and then Andre, the older brother of the two, obviously brings some veteran experience. But it's the freshmen on this team that everyone's excited about, Frank. D.J. Carton, Alonzo Gaffney, and E.J., Lytle, I think it's Lytle, maybe it's Little, but we'll see as the year goes on. I'm sure <laughs> someone will correct me. In fact, we'll probably get a guest to uh, keep keep me in line soon here. Um, but I think this team. The reason we are giving them this this recognition, the Buckeyes have been in the tournament two years straight, so I think it's almost a guarantee they're going to be in at a third year straight. Uh, with all this hype around the team, the, the freshman talent combined with the veteran leadership. Um, it should be a lot of fun watching this team. There's a couple other good non-conference matchups coming up. Uh, the UNC Tar Heels being one of them, but the Big Ten as a whole is a good good conference this year. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, Carton and Gaffney. Uh, Chris Holtman takes uh, two top 50 recruits um, in this class, and, and uh, Carton's really leading the offense as a point guard. He's looking good in that second game. Um and, yeah, Holtman's led the Buckeyes to not only two NCAA tournament berths in his first two years, but two NCAA tournament wins, a win each season. Uh, but they have not made it past the first weekend. So that's got to be the goal for the team is can they make a sweet 16 run. Um, and they're they're really balanced right now. Just through two games, there's, I think, nine guys scoring over seven points, and the lead scorer has averaged 12 points a game. That's Kyle Young, um, who had a career-high 14 in their first game against Cincinnati. So. So it's a balanced team. Um, I would think Caleb Weston will be the the go-to guy most of the season, but yeah, it's it's exciting, and uh, they're definitely going to be tested tonight against number ten Villanova.
0: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to the rest of the season as a whole, uh, but more to come on Buckeye Basketball. We just wanted to give you a little brief introduction. They're a team you're going to want to know come the time to fill out your bracket. Um, I think the goal for them this year is to get out of that three six game last year. They made it as an eleven seed, but uh, they want to be more in that four-five range and get get a, uh, an opponent like that, so they're not trying to pull that upside over a three. Yeah. And
1: keeping in the college ranks, well, let's let's move right on to college football, James. Uh, quick recap of week nine. Uh, we talked about it at the top of the hour. We had Alabama losing to LSU, um, the two-versus-three matchup. Uh, it looks like Joe Burrow, our our guy, is a Heisman lock right now. What do you think? Yeah, he's performance in
0: Tuscaloosa. Yeah, he's basically all but a lock, I'd say, at this, Frank. Unless unless somehow LSU loses before the end of the regular season, I think he's got that kind of wrapped up. Justin Fields has had a great year, too. I'd say he's probably the only guy that could knock him off if Ohio State were to go undefeated and LSU loses a game. Yeah, OSU's got a few more
1: big games left after they uh, dominated Maryland this past weekend without another Heisman hopeful that probably also lost his spot, Chase Young. Uh, as we talked about at the top of the show, uh, NCAA uh, saying he's ineligible because he flew out his family, took a loan, <laughs> that hoopla. Um, hopefully he's back soon. I've heard rumors of two games, maybe four. I'm hoping two he could be back for Penn State-Michigan, but if it's four, we, that's that might be tough.
0: It could be. I will see how they end up ruling that one. I think Ohio State should plan without him for the foreseeable future just due to the uncertainty of the situation, but um, – yeah, obviously, hate to lose your best player and one that's talked about as one of the best in, in college football. So that's a shame. Um, but, Frank, I, I don't know. What do you think – I think a little discussion point for us here. Does Bama still have a chance to get in the playoffs? So I think the obvious answer is yes, they have a chance. But why? I, I, don't, I, I don't know who they play. I just don't get it. So the,
1: the rankings literally just came out uh, while we're recording here, and Alabama is ranked fifth. Like, I they – They have one ranked win at the time Texas A&M was ranked, 24. That's their best win. The only other ranked team they will be playing is Auburn, who might be a pretty low ranking once they lose to Georgia uh, this weekend, uh, would be my prediction. So, like, Alabama just – I don't think they deserve it. And then they're going to just avoid playing in the SEC title like it just makes no sense. Yeah. I think LSU is pretty much a lock. If even if they lose the SEC title, I would think LSU would be in over, LSU would get in over Bama if they lose the title obviously.
0: I think that's that's a pretty fair guess I mean, at there's, this point because they have the non-conference win. They've they've done a lot in at this point in the There's not going
1: to be a Pac- Big 12 team most likely unless Baylor can somehow run the table, but they're a double digit under home dog this week uh, coming up against Oklahoma. Um, still undefeated, though they took they beat it. They beat your Horn Frogs, uh, lock. This past weekend,
0: yeah, kind of, kind yeah, of bullshit, some, some, right down
1: to the wire there. Yeah,
0: triple overtime then. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate, but that's the way she goes sometimes. Um, yeah, and then I guess Oregon's that other team that you could see sneak sneak into a spot if Utah. they were to win Utah's out, got one of uh, the win the Pac-12. Well, 12. well uh, between, between the two, the two of them, them, one of those potentially, teams. yeah. Um,
1: they would want they would but, want LSU to win out most likely. Um, Oregon and Utah, yep. so they don't have that debate for the best one-loss team because LSU has, I think, three top ten wins, maybe maybe four or, like, top 15. At the time, I don't know if all the teams are still ranked as <laughs> high now, but they're all ranked really high. So LSU seems like a lot. Ohio State, um, if they went out, they're obviously going to get in. But uh, Penn State would still have a chance in the Big Ten as well if they can beat Ohio State and then win the Big Ten. Minnesota obviously has a chance if they can go undefeated and beat uh, – and win the Big Ten Championship as well. But they, they're they're also underdogs this week uh, at Iowa. James, do you, do you think uh, Minnesota should be an underdog there? I guess, I I guess don't we'll start lie, looking I at ahead why the, they are.
0: Games. Let's look ahead. We got Minnesota yeah, at Iowa minus three. Um, th- this seems like kind of a trap line. You'd think, oh, Minnesota undefeated, coming off a huge one at Penn – or it was a home win against Penn State. Um, I, I get it. It seems like a trap line, but I think I'm going to – take the bait i think minnesota keeps rolling they keep rowing they keep rolling. i shouldn't say roll i shouldn't say rolling they should keep rowing i think that team um you saw the way they were able to kind of stifle penn state a little bit i i don't know enough about iowa to make a really informed bet on this game but i'm going to do some more research by this weekend so that i can make yes at this moment i would think minnesota minnesota
1: nine and oh um seven and oh against the spread and straight up against their last seven big ten opponents uh, however, they are 0 and 4 straight up in their last four matchups with Iowa. So Iowa's had their number, but as you said, uh, PJ Flex got those Gophers rowing their boats. You get the oars in the water at all times. Um, they're playing well, so I like the Golden Gophers to uh, move to 10 and 0 as well. Um, all right, some of these other games. I like some that. Some of these too. other games we got this week. Yeah. Ohio State's is a very funny one. They are playing at Rutgers, and they are minus 52 right now, James, and I think the over-under is at, like, 56. I, did,
0: I, yeah, that I didn't about see it on right. my book
1: officially, but that's what I've seen online. So they're they're projecting Rutgers about half a touchdown in Ohio State to score um, about 55. The rest.
0: <laughs> yeah, the rest. Yeah, um, yeah that'll be interesting. Um, I did not take Ohio State against Maryland, and I'm kicking myself for not doing it. I think for that reason, I have to take Ohio State in that matchup and just watch it play out. I think so. I like
1: that. Um, there's a one-win matchup, another Big Ten team, and Brandon Lurch asked us about this one um, somewhat. Northwestern is minus 39 against our favorite team to bet against uh, University of Massachusetts, UMass. Um, and he asked us if we would take Northwestern's team total over, what, 47 and a half? I think it was.
0: Yeah, 47 I think I and might take, I might take I, it over. I, I, I don't know if I'll do the team total. I might take the generic game over because UMass, actually, in some of their losses, they're able to score points. It's their defense that is actually the worst in the country in terms of yards allowed per game, etc. cetera. Uh, and that brings us to another point, Frank. As we're recording right now, why the heck did we not bet against Akron? Uh, they have not covered a spread all season long. So just keep that in mind as we I've keep going forward. I've been behind on this match, and this weekday match, and I'm just yeah. not
1: – there's football every day, guys, until like – the end of the college season yeah. because Maxion just does Monday through fr- fr- Friday football. Pretty much, it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But but no, uh, that's not the point. I I don't I really don't care enough to waste too much time thinking about that matchup. Yeah, uh, but there are a couple other that are worth our time. Like he said, Georgia at Auburn. Georgia is about a two and a half point favorite on the road. That will be a fun one. Uh, I still think Georgia can make the playoff. In fact, I have a future on that. Um, and then. I don't know what your thoughts are on that game, Frank, but answer both of these at once. And then uh, Oklahoma minus 10 at Baylor. You, we already t- brought that one up too. But I think I would take the dogs and the dogs in Baylor being the Bears. The I would take them as an underdog at home. Um,
1: I'm going to take both both uh, favorites. I would take Georgia minus three, maybe buy it to two and a half. Uh, Mike Matthews told me you got to always do that on the three-point lines. Um, Oklahoma minus 10, um, just snuck by Iowa state. Iowa state went for two after a a 20 point surge unanswered in the fourth quarter last weekend, went for two, did not get it. So Oklahoma held on. This is the smallest Oklahoma spread of the season. Um, as they're one and four against the spread in their last five outings. However, um, Oklahoma's 18 and 0 in their last 18 games in November, James, and they've won 20 of their last 23 against Baylor. So, I just think it's a a different class. Baylor hasn't seen anything like Oklahoma yet. Uh, Jalen Hurts should have a great game.
0: You can't argue uh, stats like that in the month of November. I love the month stats. Those are some of my favorites. And uh, so with that in mind, I I, I respect that We got one other
1: game. We talked with Dennis about his upcoming matchup with Notre Dame next week. But uh, Notre Dame also is uh, playing Navy this weekend, uh, minus nine and a half. Um, against the midshipmen. And um, even though Navy is one and seven against uh, Notre Dame in their last eight matchups, they actually are five and one against the spread in the last six of those head to head games. So um, I think you said you like Navy in the points.
0: I think I do like Navy. I like the over most in that game. I think it sits at 54 as we speak right now. Um, that'll be a game I'll be on in some capacity. I kind of love the idea of teasing Navy and the over and just taking the free money that would come yeah, with that. That makes a lot of uh, sense. <laughs> makes too much yeah, sense. It I, makes I makes too right much now. sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, Navy scored 42 points a game the last five games. Um, they're throwing the ball a little bit more. Their quarterback, I think his last name's Perry, he's thrown about 55 times this year, whereas uh, last year, the entire season, he threw like 27 times. So they're still ground heavy. Uh, but, you know, a timely pass here or there throughout the game uh, can really throw off that Notre Dame defense possibly.
0: All right. I like those points. Frank, I think that's enough college football talk. Do you want to roll along into the NBA? Yeah,
1: let's talk about um, the pros.
0: Sure. So we are just watching the Cavs play the Sixers. That game's still not over. Cavs are 4-5 and five at this point on the season. Um, they look, like, surprisingly fun to watch. And I, I don't know. I, you, you'll see it on Twitter soon, but in this game, Tristan Thompson was dribbling up the court, went behind the back twice, and then heaved up a shot with, like, four seconds on the shot clock. You will look at it on Twitter. There will be memes uh, galore on this one. Also in this Um, game, though,
1: James, I don't think you were watching. Tristan, uh, like, shot a three and knocked it down. And it wasn't a desperation late shot clock. Like, he was just in the corner, and Bede was giving him space, and he said – Watch this and he clipped it. He's at he's at it. He's, it's in his it's repertoire. In the repertoire now. Uh, he's done it in game, so it's in the repertoire. Tristan, I I'll give him a lot of credit. He's playing some great basketball. Him and Kevin love two veteran bigs for the Cavs. I didn't think uh, Tristan was worth the money, but this year he looks worth it. Um, putting up great numbers, leading a young squad with Kevin. Um, and they're they're fighting right now with Philly. There's 20 seconds left, James. I, I got it on my TV behind me here, and uh. Yeah, we're up one with twenty one seconds left, ninety seven ninety six. So hopefully we can get it done. Our money line was plus four twenty tonight in honor of our former Cavalier Dion Waiters, who overdosed uh last week on weed gummies. So that's why they had the line at four twenty. Um and we, we both
0: we both <laughs> took it. <laughs> we did. I in fact I got it at four sixty. Oh, but it that, that's beside okay. the point. No, this morning I yeah, at it- four twenty. I got I got some extra <laughs> value, but it was I still I still paid my respects to Mr. Waiters. Yeah, um, hope, hope Deion do no,
1: do okay. He got suspended for that uh, incident uh, because cost him a
0: lot of money getting high. <laughs> yeah, it was in an airplane too, or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, so no, I, other general NBA talk. There's not much to be said. I'd say at this point in the season, the Lakers uh, look the Warriors great. Do officially think the Warriors, the Warriors are Warriors done. Think That's awesome. cool.
1: Um it's just, yeah, it's an interesting NBA. Kawhi Leonard still looks great in a Clippers uniform. Uh, beat the Raptors last night, um, his former team. It's just crazy that, like, he literally went there for a season, won them a title, and just said, no, I'm leaving. I still think that's pretty crazy. I was thinking about that today. That, like, that is, that'll, is very that crazy. That does not happen in any other sport. Basketball, it's just, uh-uh. like, you can, it's the player's choice. They can do whatever they want.
0: All right, Frank, one quick question for you. Who, who are you giving the last shot to on this Cavs roster?
1: Uh, flash shot? Um, I I mean I want to try to go to Kevin Love, but you gotta have the ball in Colin Sexton's hand. I would say um, I think it's a pick and pop, pick and pop, pick and pop driving. Um, yeah, and see see where you go from there. Um, I don't even mind Garland having the ball early in the possession because he he's actually pretty smart with the ball. Um, I I really like the team. It's a young team. Um, I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs, but right now we're the eight seed and we're beating uh one of the Eastern Conference favorites by one at the end of this game. So we'll see how this finishes out. Um, but that's enough for the NBA, James. Let's move into the the, the meat and potatoes, the NFL.
0: Well, let, one second. Let's shout out the pay to play fantasy league, oh, fantasy basketball. Totally uh, how could we? Yeah, I know you're zero and three. Bull. That's probably why bullshit. you wanted to skip over bullshit. it. <laughs> it's
1: bullshit that I'm zero three because because I'm fifth in points total. Like not great, but there's twelve teams. I'm fifth, James. You're eleventh in your two and one. You're eleventh in points, and you have two wins. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm my fifth team in points.
0: chooses when it wants to score. And that one loss, we did not put up many points. It's just like fantasy I, I'm football. So you got to pick your I'm battles. i so bad.
1: I like, I, I'm just figuring out how it all works now. I, I think I might hopefully get a win this week. I don't know. I'm taking on Marty. But um, I dropped Andrew Wiggins, who's been playing great basketball. I dropped Miles Turner, my starting center. Like, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I'm starting to figure it out. Uh, but Khalil did ask oh. if we can get an IR spot, and I agree, because I've had Zion's.
0: I think that's a very good point. I think we need one. Yeah. So that, that was another fan spot. question.
1: Khalil asking if we can get an IR spot. And how many – How many guys do you think give up by like
0: the midway point of this NBA season? Out of the 12, I think three. I think we're going to have nine active members.
1: I like that. Um, Hopefully I get those three in the second half in my Mm -hmm. schedule. But now can we move on to the the meat and potatoes? We can. Um, What's going on in the NFL, James? Give us a week 10 rundown.
0: Um, In the NFL, I think, oh, man, that Cavs loss actually hurts. Now I know you saw it before I did, but. That one was tough. Yeah, we ran the pick and pop for Kevin Love. I'm so mad we, my hedge yeah. didn't go through. Yeah. Oh, Kevin off the back iron. You, yeah, you're now watching it. Unbelievable I just watched stuff. the replay. I was, I was, I was so
1: focused on the pod, I wasn't even watching.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I, I was focused on the pod too, but I still, I was double focused. Well, um, that's why I hedged. I hedged. <laughs> that's you made
1: the right call. I, it is sad. I but... won two dollars on that game with my hedge. I would have loved to win like thirty with the money line, but. I'll take my two and walk out of
0: here. It was a good look for Kevin Love. I think that's the right play. You got to aim for that. Get him on the perimeter when you can. Um, So I don't even know where we were. Were we about to go into the NFL?
1: Yeah, we're going into the NFL. Give me a quick week 10 rundown.
0: What what happened? Oh, Um, The Browns beat the Bills. I think we are still bad. uh, But the Bills were worse that week. Um, And then let's see. The Seahawks won an overtime on Monday night against San Fran, ending all- perfect teams or no one will beat the 76 dolphins is it 76 74 well, yeah, whatever undefeated? whatever
1: i don't know
0: there's still not going to be an undefeated team this year it was the so dolphins
1: cool. you know good for the dolphins you gotta always yeah. say one thing good about the dolphins they had an undefeated team
0: well another good thing about the dolphins Fitz, is they the colts Fits magic
1: they he's finding it
0: they brian hoyer could not lead the colts to a victory so that was interesting um and then you saw the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, win their fourth straight game. Kind of gross. But the Browns will get a chance to end that streak this upcoming Thursday. That's fun. Vikings took down the Cowboys. I think that one was one that shocked me a little on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really catch much of that one. Um, I'm getting up too early these days. These night, these games starting at 830. I can only watch the first half. Makes me a little sick. But uh, good win for Kirk Cousins. Um, and the Vikings look like a contender, but they're still in the wild card. As uh, the
0: Packers are looking good in that division as well. Um, Packers look real good. They took down my Carolina Panthers. Tough luck for me. Yeah. And with that, that brings me to my question: The Browns lost to Brandon Allen, the Denver Broncos' quarterback. They beat Josh Allen. Would they beat Kyle Allen? I don't know. All these it's, Allen it's quarterbacks in the that NFL.
1: Ten percent, uh, pretty much, of the NFL's starting quarterbacks right now are last name Allen. Um, that's that's just an impressive stat in itself. I I would think yeah. I would think the Browns could compete with any team, but you, I mean, we are still kind of a nightmare, but we're not out of the playoff hunt because the AFC is all kind of tightly bunched together. Um the second wild card right now in the AFC is just 5 and 4. So, even though we're 3 and 6, mm-hmm. it looks bad. If we can get hot, there is hope, but I mean, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, and those 5 and 4 teams are the Ra- Raiders, Colts, and then our Thursday night matchup, James, let's move in to talk about it. Uh, we're taking on the Steelers at home, um, and we're minus two and a half. We're the favorite, and the over/under is at forty. Um, do you like? Do you love the Browns in this
0: game? Do you like them? Are you worried? What's going on? I I do want to know what the weather's like before I bet on this game. It's it's one of those games. It's a weather game on a Thursday night. I think if you get uh, kind of crappy conditions, it's one where the fans get riled up in the Muni lot beforehand. They make life hell for. Mason Rudolph, who really does not impress me. Like, I mean, yes, they got, he got the win over the Rams last week, but uh, the Rams just haven't been themselves this year. Let's face it. Um, I think the Browns have a very good shot in this one. And obviously Vegas does too, if they're making us favorites. And I hate saying that I really do, because I don't think we should be favored in any game, but I I understand the circumstances. Um, So there's all, I think if you're a Steelers fan or uh, a neutral observer, look at the Steelers value here and you, you don't even bat an eye, you probably take the running line. Um, but I think looking at the way the Browns are able to run the football, if the conditions do get bad, knowing that there's some snow on the ground in Cleveland now, um, I think there's some hope on the horizon here for the Browns to win their second straight. Yeah.
1: I'm looking at the weather report now for you. Um, it's 10% chance of, no, not even 10%, just 10% chance of precipitation. Uh, 38 degrees is what it's looking like around uh, kickoff. So it looks like the weather will be pretty, pretty normal, not too much wins, which means uh, I kind of like the over. Um, It's gone over the Browns-Steelers the last three matchups, averaging 48.3 points per game, a little tidbit for everyone there. And Mm -hmm. um, the Steelers in their last six road games, guys, are one in five straight up. So Steelers have not looked good on the road uh, this season, and uh, I think uh, the Browns have a decent chance here um, to, you know, really make this uh, wild card race a little bit closer However, that Steelers defense has been pretty great the past few weeks. Uh, they've allowed fewer than 193 passing yards and less than 96 rushing yards per game over their last three games. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I hope uh, our offense looked pretty good. I thought against the Bills, but we just obviously everyone knows we could not punch it in the freaking end zone on the goal line. Um, it's a big issue. Uh, hopefully, they can get it solved on the short week.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so I will say, Frank, one other thing that. Another game that pops out at me this week, the Bears and Rams, both teams kind of just teetering on mediocrity almost. The Rams still above five they uh, They're favored by a touchdown at home against Chicago. Mitch Trubisky uh, getting the win last week over the Lions. Um, that is at 41.5. Um, I think this is a game where the Bears cover. I don't know if they pull off the upset on the road on Sunday night. That's just a tough atmosphere to do it in. Um, we'll see. I, yeah. I, I think that and then the Mexico City game on Monday night. Um, I've been betting on the Chargers all year, win or lose. It's kind of sad. Uh, they've lost a lot of money. They've probably been my least prop- profitable team on the year. Uh, I will probably continue that trend uh, without much really, without much backing. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs aren't even favored that heavily. So to a degree, that makes it seem like a trap line, which is the only justification I have. Well,
1: I'll, I'll probably be taking the Rams minus six and a half uh, going back to that Sunday night game. Um, and then the Monday night game, I, I like the Chiefs minus four. Um, it's, you know, it's a neutral site. Um, uh,
0: Mexico. You C- say neutral site, you say neutral site. Don't forget the Chargers used to be in San Diego. There's a lot of Mexicans in San Diego. Probably a lot of fans that are making their way back to Mexico City for that one. I just, I don't, you say neutral site, but Kansas City's the Midwest. Chargers basically from the South. Yeah. Um,
1: Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, the over under fifty two and a half in that
0: one. You like the over or the under? Uh, I love overs in unique places to play games. They really want to put on for the non-normal fans. I will stand by the, I I don't think that's profitable in London games this year, uh, but I will stand by that ideology until I'm... Proved wrong. Someone it's, shows me the facts. Otherwise, it's
1: pretty interesting. Um, I didn't even realize, but Azteca Stadium that they're playing at in Mexico City is roughly 7,200 feet above sea level, so that's like even higher than Mile High Stadium in Denver. And mm. so, during the Pat Mahomes era, Kansas City's been averaging 28 points per game against at Denver. So that's just kind of a good little uh, nugget for how they've done there. Uh, and Mahomes in Denver's been three and zero straight up and against the spread in those starts. Um, so he likes the high altitude, high elevation. However, Anthony Lynn has his Chargers practicing in Colorado Springs this week, uh, helping them get acclimated to the elevation.
0: So, Wow. Oh, so. let's go, Anthony Lynn. Make me <laughs> some money. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm and loving then, that.
1: And then uh, and that's kind of the last thing we have for the NFL. But a little side note also in Mexico this weekend is a little PGA golf tournament at the El Camellion Golf Club. Um, this is notable just because last year this is where Matt Kuchar – um, normally a fan favorite, but he won the tournament, won $1.3 million, yet proceeded to pay his caddy that weekend, uh, just a, you know, a little Mexican sub caddy, only $5,000. Normally you pay about 10% of winnings. Um, should have mm-hmm. been 130000 Kind of became a big deal. Um, Kucher lost a little bit of respect from the fans. Uh, almost wasn't welcome back to the tournament. Uh, he did end up paying the caddy about $50K. Um, still under what he probably should have paid him, but uh, they're going to let Kucher back. Uh, I'm not cheering for him this weekend, though
0: cooch i know i love cooch i know <laughs> i know
1: it's 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 tough it's tough cooch was such it, a lovable guy and now you know it's it's been a year uh we'll forget about it next year but you gotta bring up the one year anniversary of that but james do we do we have any locks
0: um yeah we do have locks and sticking with my uh typical i do a little bit of research not much you guys my record's really good and i think that's because i don't overthink it and so this week i'm gonna do the exact same kind of a uh you know, just a gut pick. Gut pick usually a little bit of facts behind it, but not much. I this this week I like the Memphis Tigers. They're on the road at Houston three thirty. Um over under sixty-nine on that one. The sharps are heavy on the under. Um uh, but give me the Memphis Tigers minus ten. I'll probably buy it down to nine and a half, but I'll make ten my lock. I think worst you're gonna do is push there. I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with that one. Um, I'm I'm just convinced that that team is ready to show that they belong as champions of the AAC. They've been knocking on the door a couple of years. UCF's been in their way, uh, and this year I think they're just going to obliterate anyone in their path to get it. Um, yeah, I don't hate that bet. I'll tell. Um, go
1: Tigers. Uh, any type of tiger, go Tigers. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah, the other Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I was going to say my lock. Uh, we talked about it a little, but I didn't give you guys my little tidbits on this one. Is I'll take a. Uh, the Bears and Rams over 41 and a half. And this is a total fade of the trend uh, of these two teams. Um, the Bears, the total has gone under in 11 of their last 14 games with an average combined total score of thirty-three and a half points. And then um, the Rams have had four consecutive unders with an average score of 34.25 points per game. So I'm just going to totally fade the trend on those two teams and take the over as a lock. I
0: love it. Love it.
1: We'll I get think those I locks think, think McVeigh figures out that offense this week. We
0: we'll get those locks out to you guys on Saturday morning. Uh, on Friday, we're going to have a fan game. We'll give away for everyone. We will make sure that that is out there with 24 hours time to um, retweet and get yourself a free play this weekend. I think there's a lot of money to be made on this slate uh, across you know every sport yeah. and college basketball just, being one of just, them. If you want to just
1: parlay our locks with that giveaway, that's what you should do. Um, it'll be about last. It'll be about twenty-one. Last 50. week it
0: didn't work though. Yeah, I mean, you, I think
1: week. I think the, the maybe the plays they either parlay us together and then parlay against us.
0: Just alternate weeks. That's more yeah. than likely the yeah. right, right way to do it. Yeah. Alrighty. Whatever. Alright. Um, Good stuff. Do we,
1: we? We don't have anything else then. I think in sports, do we?
0: Sad and glad beats. I think we're just gonna skip this week. Uh, yeah, we're gonna start talking gambling a little bit. Um, I I don't really have anything that was especially sad or glad. I, no one really told me of anything either but i do want to just take this time to point out we do have an email set up now uh, and we'll put this out on twitter uh we would love if you guys emailed us your sad or glad beats or just anything else about the pod your questions you name it i think that would be a great way to interact with us we'll be very personalized you're going to get a response time within 24 hours at least one or two business days uh <laughs> so i think we can do that uh, but this week i think skip the sad and glad beats and we can just recap our 1v1 bets although i don't know if we have one frank Um,
1: did we even talk about our last, the, the back door I had luckily to not get slapped?
0: No. No, Yeah. That's what I was going to say. We can talk about. Yeah. Uh, this is two weeks ago in Denver.
1: Yeah. Um, I had, uh, you had Memphis minus six, um, and I took SMU plus six. They were undefeated at the time. Um, and it was pretty crazy. Memphis kind of controlling the game, high scoring. I don't know what the total at the end of it was like maybe 120 or something but uh SMU with a backdoor touchdown to push at minus 6 so neither of us got slapped um I'm happy about it I guess because it looked like I was going to be getting slapped there the whole fourth quarter I thought um, Yep. And so it was a great backdoor push and we we can't like just redo the slap bet because we're not going to see each other maybe until Christmas time um in person. Yeah, well
0: maybe maybe Thanksgiving. No, well okay, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, we can do it around Thanksgiving I guess. But uh in the meantime um we're going to do a new bet and we're going to do loser has to try the Beyond Meat fake meat burger and write a pay to play review uh, posted on Twitter and everything. Um, we're going to do a bet on you said you liked uh, what you said you liked the Bears. I'll take the Rams minus six and a half. You, you good with that? Deal. The Bears. You got the Bears plus six and a half? Okay. Yeah, that'll be that'll yep. be our one v one bet. Loser has to try the Beyond Meat burger. I'll probably just get they have it at Burger King. I'll probably just get the the Beyond Meat Whopper. And if if I lose, I, I got <laughs> I got faith in the Rams though. Um, but yeah, we'll do that bet. Something simple, one v one, and look out for that review, guys. It's coming from James. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, James. Let's move. Right. Let's, let's talk about the market. Let's do a let's, little finance before we let these people let these people enjoy the rest of their e- afternoon.
0: Yep. Or whenever they was. Or listening. morning some or people night. Might, some people might stay up to the we hours of the night listening to us, for all we know. I, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Not at all. But, James, what, okay, what's going so on around the market? All-time highs. I feel like – I don't know if we said that two weeks ago as well, but uh, we are seeing uh, – it's been a great earnings season to this point. It started off as a mixed bag, but I think we've seen more and more turn in uh, positive beats on their projected earnings, um, Apple and Microsoft being at the head of it. So, again, you're seeing tech kind of the lead, um, but S&P 500 um, is up at its all-time high. The Dow Jones and NASDAQ are close, um, but there's a – I mean, things are booming. Uh, You hate to say it, but business is booming. You don't hate to say it. In fact, you might like saying it, but um, stocks are rallying kind of. um, A lot of it has to do with positive, I guess, spins and um, progress in the trade war. I think that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, there, there's more, there's more hope on the horizon with, with other trade deals, I believe Frank, but I, I have, I've personally just, I've been a little bit busy as of late, so I have not followed as much as I should have. I've been, just been letting my ETFs do the work as of late. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you got to do. Most
1: of, that's what most of us have to do. We have lives that we have to live. Uh, so you need to be a, a smart, passive investor, um, you know, find some good ETFs or index funds that, um. Are well diversified. Uh, you know, keep your risk a little bit lower. Um, that's what I've been telling some buddies. Uh, we can't give financial advice, but we can give educational uh, insight into some things we know. Sure, um, but yeah, just academic. Some, yeah, some academic uh, advice. Um, but yeah, uh, consumer sentiment uh, is ticking up as the holiday season uh, is kicking off here. So uh, you know, U.S. consumers are good. In the U.K., they avoided a recession um, in their second quarter. They had. Um, some decline, but in their third quarter, they saw a little bit of growth. So they avoided a, a two consecutive quarter decline, which would be an economic recession. So UK avoided that. So that's helping uh, Europe as well bounce back their stocks. Um, and yeah, uh, 78% of companies that have uh, um, reported earnings um, have exceeded their expectations, which is due partly because of depressed estimates, but also, um Overall earnings just for these, uh, 2019, they're growing only at 2%, but that's kind of because there was a tough comparison, James, to 2018 when earnings rose by 21% in 2018, which was uh, mainly driven by that, uh, tax reform from Trump. But, uh, Mm -hmm. some other economic data coming out is, uh, inflation will be out Wednesday, some inflation numbers, and then industrial production and retail sales will be coming on Friday this week. So, um, yeah, it's, it's steady sailing for the markets right now. Uh, we we need to see some more clarity on the trade war, obviously in this tariff rollback, um, Trump's no longer the tariff man. Um, but, uh, it's, it's good news if you're in the market invested. So get in there guys.
0: Yeah. Well said, I, I it really is. Um, and so, anything else that we really wanted to talk about? Um, uh, man, like, I don't think so. I don't. We don't have any buyer sells this week. Um, we've we've impacted a lot of sports into this. Yeah, we had a great, we had a great sports Dennis.
1: segment. Dennis was awesome. So let's let's just talk about what what we got going on. Uh, what did you do? What did you do last week? You went to the Duke Notre Dame
0: game, and you went golfing. I did. I did go golfing, and the only reason that golfing was, I guess, relevant is because it was on Veterans Day on Monday. Uh, single really singles nice day, our, singles
1: day as
0: well uh, on singles day that's what my single co-worker and i did with the two of our <sighs> could you two, imagine of course could you imagine if you were a single veteran <laughs> what a day uh, i would i would have been hammered for all 12 <laughs> like for 12 hours of that day i think uh but yeah no my co-worker and i went out just two single guys looking to have some fun playing in a twosome next thing you know we end up in a foursome not with some ladies but with some older men uh and these older men <laughs> were good golfers, like just nice guys really had a good time with them. One of them ended up being like an executive director, uh, for the North Carolina sports hall of fame. And he offered us some, uh, UNC tickets going forward. So that, uh, was cool. So that, that was my post post post-grad plans is I saw a Duke football game. They were horrible as expected. Notre Dame killed them. Uh, their campus is really cool though. I'll give them that. I do want to go back to a game at Cameron indoor. So I'll find a way to get there at some point. Um, But I can't let them know I'm a UNC fan while I'm there. I'm not there to make enemies, and it's not like I went to either of the schools, so I can't be a dick about it. But that was cool. Uh, And this upcoming week, I'm headed to Charlotte to go to a Panthers game. So really diving into the North Carolina sports scene. I like it.
1: Um, Quick question for you. Do you prefer twosomes, threesomes, or foursomes?
0: Uh, threesomes. Ideally. Oh, wow. Look at you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that way, that way, yeah. That way you can switch if someone needs to, like, if someone hits a really bad shot on one side of the fairway. Oh, we're talking, just we're talking about and... golf? I was just saying in general, could, go, could <laughs> apply to both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I, uh, hung out with the, the girlfriend, Megan Ryan, this past weekend, not the actress. I know, uh, common misconception, folks, but, uh, I took her to the casino for the first time Saturday, the free money store, and uh it turned out not being free money for us this weekend. Uh we both lost about 50 bucks. Uh nothing too serious, but it was a fun time. She's never been before, so Hollywood Casino in Columbus was bumping. Um mm-hmm. you know, she was playing uh some roulette, I was playing uh blackjack, and then we hit the slots a little bit as well. Uh nothing going for us though, but this week uh I'm going to be playing some more Call of Duty. I haven't been able to play enough of it. It's a great game. And then uh, I might check out a little art exhibit this weekend, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to get a little out there as well, you know, get away from the sports scene, maybe um, show off my cultured side a little bit. And there's this art exhibit called Otherworld Ohio. It's like this new thing. It's like just, I guess, like a very interactive kind of somewhat virtual art realm thing with 30,000 acres in this room. I don't know. It's something weird. Um, but yeah, okay. check that out, you know see what that's all about you're
0: 23 after all you should be a little bit mature i'm still 22 so i got ways to go before i'm doing anything like that yeah
1: and then james do we cool do we have a a song of the week i I haven't we have an artist here i totally forgot about this
0: yeah we do i i didn't really think about it much either but it is neil young's birthday uh michael walsh thank you for the instagram story alerting us it is neil young's birthday um so neil young let's see exactly what he's turning let's just a little live uh so he was born in 1945 carry the one he is 74 years old unbelievable stuff neil young still out there making music um, he's actually not UN us citizen so that was actually some pretty interesting news um, he he's trying i guess they he tried to apply to become a us citizen and his application's being held up because he's a big marijuana user something like that he's big on using it in canada so that's kind of interesting um I guess just a little just a little tidbit. I don't know what you have to make of that Frank. <laughs>
1: um I mean Dion Waiters is a lot in the US. I just I just, he, <laughs> I just he is I just don't see the problem
0: with Neil Young being a citizen as well. That's but, uh, that's fair. What's, what song do you like most by Neil?
1: Which we give the listeners.
0: That's a that's <laughs> a very tough question. i I love Neil Young. Um Let's go with um oh, I don't know. I I mean actually this is pulling at my heart a little bit. Let's go with "Old Man." Okay, "Old Man," take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you are.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a um, deep one.
0: That is, uh, a- and you could name any of a lot of good songs by him, but "Old man's probably the one a lot of people our age might know a little bit better than some of the others. But the the man absolutely shreds on guitar. Uh, he's a certified savage. Uh, he's becoming. He's, great. he's
1: becoming that old man.
0: He yeah, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you are. Yeah, um, man. That's that's all of us. We're all becoming him. We're all becoming older.
1: Yeah. Uh, wow. Speaking of Mike Walsh, uh, we're still waiting on him and Goth's new song to become the song of the week. I don't know. That. They told me end of August, I think. Uh, we're now in November. So, uh, oh, wow. He said they got most of it down. Um, Mike Walsh and Ben Goth here. I don't know if they have a name yet, but uh, the duo is coming out with some music soon. We'll get them as a song of the week soon. Hopefully, maybe even put it in the episode because uh, they won't have copyright.
0: Oh, that would be a lot of fun. All right. So, Frank, I think we've rambled on enough. Let's get out of here. Um, anything else? Uh, go Browns, obviously, against the Steelers on Thursday. Uh, I, I hate no teams more in this world than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, maybe the Michigan Wolverines, but probably the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyone that made it this far, thanks for listening all the way through. You're, you're the real hero. Um, and uh, it's also, James, quick thing, it is big boy season officially.
0: It is official. We saw the Instagram come out. That's huge news from (laughs) Kitzel.
1: So, yeah, we'll we'll leave you with that. It's big boy season. Uh, Get those meat sweaters out.